We give Jesus glory. I'm so excited. The Lord is doing powerful, wonderful, excellent things in our midst. What eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, has not even entered into the hearts of men. God is doing for us. This morning, I want to uh, thank Pastor Chris. Bishop is in Liberia. And I want to thank especially Pastor Chris because she is the one who gave me the opportunity to minister this morning. Amen. Before I minister, um, there are two prophetic words that came forth. And these people don't know what I'm going to minister on. But the Holy Ghost knows. So we have the first one from our sister, Dina. She said, I see a big airport with many people in line like they are going to the departure lounge. But then there are some people, they are just standing up, distracted. And the Lord is saying, He's doing a new thing. He's taking us into his kingdom realities. It is not a time to be distracted. In the name of Jesus. And then we have another word from our sister Cheryl. My God, this one blew my mind. Because this is exactly what I'm going to minister on. She said, I see great darkness, but lighthouses rebuking the darkness. I hear in the spirit, shine your light, my children. You are the light that dispels darkness in you. I am the light of the world. Live so that others can see you in me. In you, I am the light of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we bless you. We praise you. We thank you for today. Oh God, we thank you that we are in your presence and you are in us, O oh Lord. We say, Jesus, be glorified in your church this morning. Holy Ghost, you have a word that you want to minister to us. Lord, I get out of the way and I say, you minister your glory and you minister your power in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, the Spirit of the Lord is one. In the worship and in the prophetic words this morning, the Lord has already spoken what he laid upon my heart. Last week, Bishop said that the greatest treasure for which a man will sell everything is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in us, the hope of glory, is Christ, the expectation of of glory. Now, what is glory? We have learned that glory is the manifested presence, the manifested power, <laughs> ha, the manifested goodness of God. But I want to say it this way. Glory is the manifested presence, the manifested power, and the manifested person of God. His divine nature. Now, Christ is in us. The expectation of glory. But Christ in us wants to be Christ manifesting himself out of us. And that is God's plan. That is God's purpose. That is what God has been doing from the time the church came into being. And that is what God is doing in a greater way, I believe, in these last days. You see, somebody said that God, God's work can only be done by God. So God doesn't want us to be the one doing his work in the earth. But God wants to reveal himself in us, reveal himself through us, and to do his work. And so there's Christ in us, the greatest treasure 
wants to be Christ. Reveal through us the greatest value to a lost and a dying world. Hallelujah. In Isaiah 60, <laughs> God says, Arise and shine, your light has come, and the glory of God has risen upon you. Arise and shine, why? Because your light, who is Christ in you, has come, and his glory is risen upon you. And then he says, This Christ in you, that is risen up upon you, Nations will come to your light and kings will come to the brightness of your rising. When the church is that lighthouse, when the church is that bright light that is shining, people will be attracted. You see, when a house, those of us who come from, I guess, in Africa and maybe in other places, when the light and I think it happens here too, when there's darkness, but then maybe on your porch you have light. Somebody tell me what happens. All of the incest are what? They are attracted to the light. So there is darkness in the earth, but then people look, see the lighthouse. See, why is there such bright light coming from this place? Then the nations will come to the brightness of our rising. That is what God is doing in the earth. That is what he wants to do. And we are excited. So we say glory refers to the manifested presence of God. The manifested power of God. And I want to say the manifested person or the divine nature character of God. Now, we always pray. Oh God, we want to see the manifested presence of God, right? We want to see his presence so manifested in our midst. We say until the priest cannot stand to minister. And in greater dimensions as we yield ourselves to God, we are seeing it. We want to see, we pray, or oh, we want to see signs. We want to see wonders. We want to see miracles. And we are seeing them greater and greater. For you who were um, here on um, Friday, we had a testimony of a young man who came the week before. He was on crutches, but... Because the youth are doing the healing school with Pastor Obi, he was completely healed. People of God, don't be those ones at our airport distracted. God is doing great things in our midst. And Pastor Gladys had been on our very prayer line asking people to pray for her throat for a whole week. Elder Bangi was not on the prayer line. Elder Banky Key on Friday, she said, I have a word of knowledge. There is somebody, oh my God, Jesus, listen to me. There is somebody here who has a problem with the throat. And she prayed. And the power of God, the, the tangible power of God came upon Pastor Gladys. I'm telling you, God is doing something. His glory, his greater glory is being manifested among us. His presence, his power. But now, yes, where I'm coming. Because we want to pray for the tangible presence. We want to see the power. But that is not the only thing. In fact, the most important thing that God wants to do, he wants to reveal himself, his divine nature. God of love. The fruit of the spirit. And it is very important because you know what? Glory can 
sell this place. Power. People can be healed. People can be delivered. People can be set free. Bishop can even lay out on this place under the <laughs> in the presence of God. There are some people who are praying for that. But we can have all that. Leave from here and a first fight can take place in the parking lot. <laughs> hey, we can leave from here and people start walking in strife, in division, in confusion. So even as we say we want glory, we want manifest power, we want manifest presence, let us hunger for the divine nature to be forming us. I don't have proof. I haven't studied all revivals. But for the few that I've studied, many times God will do powerful things, God will do great things, but the revival will, will win. Why? Because flesh will start to manifest. They will start to fight among themselves. They will start to have ego trips. Everybody wants to know who is the big something. And once those kinds of things are happening, strife, division, confusion, ego trip, competition, guess what? The power of God, the presence of God will begin to win. Now, it is not that God is not present in us, we know. But when we talk about glory, we are talking about the manifestation of his power, his manifested power, his manifested presence. And I'm here to tell us this morning, as we go deeper into greater glory that has come upon us as a people, we cannot ignore the manifestation of the divine nature. Because if we mess it there, the presence and the power of God will not manifest among us as we want. So it's not as exciting, but it is necessary. You see, that's what the world needs to see. The world needs to see a people transform into the very image of Christ. And the image of Christ is the love of God manifested. The world needs to see a people who don't just talk love, but a people who genuinely are walking in love, in forgiveness with one another. That is the light that must shine in the name of Jesus. Christ in us wants to manifest his divine nature his character. I don't want to be Pastor Maima that you say, oh, she's a powerful preacher. And I don't want to be that Pastor Maima who my husband says yes, but you don't see her <laughs> when she's not preaching. I want to be that Pastor Maima that whether she's preaching, whether she's home, the manifested nature, the love of God, and his essence is being manifested out of me. And I'm sure it is the same for all of us. Hallelujah. Ooh, glory. Now, I want to read in 1 John 3.10. That's not my principal scripture, but I will read it first. It says, in this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. 
Whoever does not righteousness is not of God, neither is he who loves not his brother. The key, the sign that we are believers is not that we do great power, but that we love one another. The he says, key was of the evil one and he hated his brother. But we who are children of God, the distinguishing mark must be we love one another. That is a manifested person. That is a manifested nature. So, there is a problem that we all know. And I know that all good Christians really want to walk in the love, the joy, the peace. We want to do it. But there is a problem that we all know. It is called what? The flesh. <laughs> the flesh. What is the flesh? The flesh is the old renew. You see, the old nature died when we accepted Jesus. The old nature that was born of the devil died. Now we took on the new nature of Christ. That is Christ in us. That is the divine nature. That is he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. But the, 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 the old man left residues. Residue in the flesh, in the body. Which manifests, uh, that's true, always. Let's be real. We all are struggling with it one way or another. <laughs> so it is the unrenewed mind and unrenewed emotions resident in our flesh. I don't know about you, but sometimes I may say, ha! And I'm like, oh my God, why did I react that way? Because it's the flesh. That is the problem. So what do we have to do? So this morning, for the brief time I have, I just want to help us. I want to help you, and I want to help myself. So now let's turn to Ephesians um, um, 4, verse 22. So we say that the, the, the flesh is our problem that is hindering us from manifesting what? The divine nature. So the question is, what should we do. Somebody point, turn to your friend and say, what should we do? So that we can manifest the divine nature and we can put to death the works of the flesh. Okay? In Ephesians 4, 22, the apostle Paul says here that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man that grows corrupt according to that deceitful lust. Let's have the next one. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put all the new man that was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So what is God saying? What is the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul saying? You have to take off the works of the flesh. And you have to put on the divine nature that is inside of you. Another way of saying it is, you don't want the manifestation of the works of the flesh to be that which is being manifested. You want glory. 
and glory is <laughs> to put on the new man created in righteousness and true holiness like a cloak. So that's what we have to do. Okay? And let's also look at Romans eight seventeen. How do we do this? How do I take off the old man? How do I put to death the deeds of the body? Romans 8, 13 gives us the key. Those are my two principal scriptures today. For if you live according to the flesh, you will what? But if you do what? By the spirit, put to death the deeds of the body, you will? So we are seeing that the Holy Spirit is the one that God has given us to help us to do what? To take off the old man, to cause the works of the old man to die, and to put on the new man. Through the Spirit, he's our helper. Yes, he is. The Word of God tells us that what? He is the one who works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now, but the Holy Spirit, he needs our cooperation. He will not just do it by himself. He needs us to cooperate with him. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, 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 glory. He says that if you walk in the Spirit, if you walk with your new man dominating you through the help of the Holy Spirit, uh, he says you will not fulfill the loss of the flesh. But if you walk according to the flesh, you will not uh, do it according to the Spirit. So Christ in you, oh, you are joined to him. You are one nature with him. Christ is inside of you and he wants that divine nature to manifest. And the Holy Ghost is there to help us to cause the deeds of the body, to cause the deeds, the unrenewed mind and the emotions to be silent. But he needs our cooperation. And I'm saying to you, as much as we want to prophesy, as much as we want to cast out devils, as much as we want to heal the sick, as much as we want a tangible anointing, what we really need, people of God, hear me this morning. It's for the divine nature, his life, his love, his joy, his peace, his goodness. Some woman listened to me this morning. His self-control. So the question is, how do we do it? How does the Holy Spirit help us? For the next few minutes, I will tell you some things. It may not be all. But those are the things that the Lord has taught me. And I'm not coming to stand before you to say I'm perfect. Because if I tell you I'm perfect and you see me being snappy tomorrow, you will say, yes, these are the hypocrites. <laughs> they are preaching what But I'm telling you, we are all on this journey of transformation from glory to glory to glory. So how do we do it? Number one. Grow in the consciousness of your union with Christ. Know who you are in the spirit. Stop identifying with the old man. You know, that is who I am. No! That was who you were. But that man died. Grow in the understanding. Don't just say, well, everybody know. 
that I don't, I don't mess. I don't take that mess. It's your own man who couldn't take that mess. But he died. So grow in the consciousness of your union with Christ. Don't be identified with who you are in the flesh. One of my personal peeves, and I don't know if young people are here today, but we begin to take on the identity of the world. You know, my truth. You have no truth. Christ is your truth. He said he's the way, he's the truth, he's the life. You have no truth but Jesus. So I don't want to hear you talking about my truth. You know that is my truth. That is the truth of the old man. It is not the truth of the new man. And if you are born again, you are being created in righteousness and true holiness. So know who you are and live. Live all of that knowledge. Live all of that consciousness. The Bible says, the last Adam, not the second Adam, because there is no third Adam, fourth Adam, or fifth Adam. The last Adam, Jesus, he was made a life-giving spirit, and you have been joined to him. Somebody listen to me. You are a life-giving spirit. Everywhere you go, you are carrying life. You are carrying life. That is who you are. Grow in the consciousness. Let it become second nature to you. This is who I am. I am joined to the Lord. I am one spirit with him. I am a life-giving spirit. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I have been created in righteousness and true holiness. The image that the Lord gave me when I was ministering and when I was thinking about this. He said, you know, the incredible hawk. <laughs> the incredible hawk. He's just a simple man. But then his own when he gets under stress, he begins, the clothes tear up and this monster come. Well, for you, you're not a monster. When he begins to rehearse who you are in the spirit, the old man gets quiet. And a new man, created in righteousness, created in holiness, <laughs> he began to manifest. He said, here I am. I am created in Christ Jesus, full of goodness, full of mercy, full of loving kindness, full of tender compassion. This is who I am. So grow in the consciousness of who you are, your union with Christ. The Bible says, if any man, I have been crucified with Christ. You, the old man, you die. When Christ died, you die. I have been crucified with Christ. But then it said, nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ, the life of Jesus is living in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. You just have to say it by faith. I live by faith. His divine nature is what is flowing out of me. In Jesus' name. Secondly, which is also similar to this. He says, get to know the divine nature that you have 
become a part of. In 2 Peter 1.4 it says, that by these precious promises, you may become what? A partaker of the divine nature because you escape the corruption that was in the world through loss. So it's telling us there that there are promises in the Bible that if you spend time meditating upon them, you will take on, you will partake, you will manifest the divine nature. You say, Pastor Maima, what are some of those promises? We're talking about the glory of God, that is the nature of God, that is the character of God. The word of God says in Romans 5, 5, the love of God has been shared abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. So you have the divine nature. God is love. And so you have the love of God inside of you. Begin to rehearse it to yourself. I am a love child of a love God. I love everybody. I love my enemies. I love that sister that I think doesn't speak to me at church. Because <laughs> it has been shared. Abraham. Begin to meditate upon these things. Glory be to Jesus. There are so many. There's another one in 1 Corinthians. I love it because 1 Corinthians uh, 13 is a good place to start. Because it tells you practically what this divine love looks like. It said God, love is patient. It's kind. It takes no record of wrongs done. So you're in your house. You're in your mirror. Say, God's loving me that has been shared abroad is patient. I am not impatient. That was the old man, but he died. I am patient. I am kind. I may not feel kind in the old man, but I come to testify that God's loving me is kind. God's loving me takes no record of wrong done. So what sister so-so and so a brother did, did to me, I yet to tell myself this morning that the love of God in me takes no record of that wrong that is wrong. Hey, Harabakata. Then, when they call this person up to give them an award, and the flesh say, these people in this church, they don't recognize anybody. It's always this person who comes to the podium. Then you say, shut up, flesh, because God's loving me does not envy. God's loving me does not bow over jealousy. <laughs> Then when the Holy Ghost say, that dress that you have, I want you to give it to Sister Date. Or you, you man, I want you to take $200 and give it to Brother Date. And the flesh say, oh, I beg you, I'm not doing it. You rise up and say, God's loving me. It's not selfish. It is not self-seeking. Confess it. When you want to boast and let everybody know how powerful you are and you are the one praying for this person and we're healed. You are the one giving this prophetic word and your flesh wants to manifest and say, my God, Pastor Maima, you can preach. Then Pastor Maima said, listen to me. God's loving me does not boast. 
Why you want to misbehave? When all this thing of First Corinthians 13 occur, why you want to misbehave and to scatter the matter, you remind yourself, cause loving me is not rude. It does not act unmannerly. Meditate upon these things. Meditate upon who you are in the divine nature. And then confess it. You walk in and people say, this, this, they say, you see these, these harvesters? They have just gone crazy. What happened? They're talking to themselves in the street now. Because you are a bank. They tell her it's wasting time. You want to scatter the matter. No. Be very careful. You don't know who, who you are. I went to the bank the other day. Reached in front of the teller. And she said, hi, Pastor Maima. I said, you come to harvest? She said, yes. And I know you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know what I said? My God, that person is an elder in a church. So even if it's just for the natural reason. <laughs> but I was saying that you're walking and they're wasting your time and you rather want to tell that teller something. You begin to talk to yourself. God's loving me. It's patient. And that's what I say. Yeah. God's loving me this kind. Let me say a kind word to this person today. So they say these people are crazy. What made them crazy? They're always talking to themselves in the street. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. The third one is to pray. You see, if you read the prayers of Paul, the Pauline prayers. These are the things that Paul prayed for. Take those prayers and pray them. Like the one in Colossians, he says, that you will be filled what? with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding so that you can walk what? worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Be what? filled with the fruits of righteousness unto all pleasing. And then he says, so that you can have Patience and long suffering with joy. People of God, you can be patient, but you don't dwell with joy sometimes. But yes, yeah, Paul praying for the church. You know, I will come to fasting, but some of us we don't participate in the in the core prayers because that's what I'm quoting. I'm looking at Elder Emmanuel. That was what he was praying. During the third, I think it was the second day. That was the identical scripture we were praying. So we need to pray. Pray. Because we say, it is God who is working us both to will and to do of his work. Good pleasure. We say that the Holy Spirit is the one who helps us to put to death the works of the flesh. So he helps us by us renewing our mind according to who we are, but he also helps us as we want, as we pray the will of the Father. Okay, in Ephesians 3, he says that you may be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. 
so that you can know what? The length, the breadth, the height of the love of God. He wants you to pray because when you get a revelation of God's love inside of you, you will begin to manifest that love. So pray for yourself. Pray these prayers for yourself. And thirdly, I only have two more in it. Thank you. You see, God's loving heart is kind. <laughs> she saw me sweating. The third, for those of us who are baptized in the Holy Ghost, pray in tongues. The Bible says in Jude 20, if you can help me with that, let's see what it says. Jude 20. Ooh, hallelujah. I think it's 20 and 21. Ooh, rabasotorobose. Oh, okay. Let me find it. Thank you, Lord. That's why it's not good to get so dependent upon technology. Jude 20. Glory be to Jesus. I wanted to just quote it, but I think we need to read it. Turn in your Bibles and let's see. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Ooh. Thank you, Lord. It says here, Jude 20, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, then 21 say, keep yourselves in the love of God. This is a practical thing that God has given us to keep ourselves in the love of God, to keep ourselves in the manifestation of God's love. Be praying the Holy Ghost. So now that same, that same uh, teller that is getting on your love nerve, the Holy Ghost wants to help you, to strengthen you, to be patient. So you are standing there, Karabasi Torobosa. You have you say it under your breath. Lord, thank you. I'm manifesting the love of God. But don't be like the sister. Who told me that she was praying the Holy Ghost, praying the Holy Ghost at the dry cleaners? <laughs> and she now stood in front of the man and she was like, Auntie, he's asking you a question. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's not easy. So pray, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Haramasa, and keep yourself in the love of God. Because you see, as you pray, <laughs> as you pray in the Holy Ghost, you will be assured of God's love for you. And when his love for you explodes in you, his love in you will begin to manifest. Hallelujah. And then I have one last one, and I'm gonna I'm not I'm not I didn't take long. Because most of these things I'm saying, we know it. But we have to walk in it. We have to desire for Christ in us to manifest the divine nature. And then, when the glory of the tangible anointing and presence come, when the power that will cause the blind eyes to open the limb to walk, then we are assured that no fighting will take place in the parking lot. <laughs> Hallelujah. The last one I want to talk about is fasting. Yes, I'm right on time. Thank you. The last one is what? Fasting. The Bible says in Mark 2, I think it's 22. 
the people were asking Jesus, why is it that your disciples are not fasting? He said they cannot fast while the bridegroom is with them. He says, but when the bridegroom leaves, then they will fast. Then Jesus began to say something very interesting. And I know that in the church we use it in all different connotations. But, they, but they, in the context, he's still talking about fasting. And he says, you cannot put new wine into old wineskins or else the new wine will burst the old wineskins. What is he talking about? He's talking about that glory of God. The image of Christ in you that is in your spirit. He knew that when he would leave, the new wines come. And that is why he says, that is why the Bible says we will get a new body that will be able to fully manifest God's glory. Because this, because of the residue of sin in the mind and in the emotions, the body is frail. That's why it's going to die one day. But you say, so what has this to do with fasting? You see, what fasting does, it helps us to maintain this old wine, <laughs> to maintain this old wine skin in the meantime. You say, what are you talking about? You see, the body has a legitimate need for food. So when you, your spirit man, declare to the body, you are not eating today. And you do it. The body begins to say, what I'm meaning? There's a new kit on the block that is exercising control. So I will listen to him. So next time, when the emotions come and you want to scatter the matter, and the spirit of the body, shut up. Say, I know the voice because that voice told me not to eat and I did not eat. But let us fast. Say, I'm not fasting. Every day, every three days of the month, I don't know what he prayer elders came from. We are fasting. Me, I'm not fasting. Now, when you tell the body, but I say, Excuse me, who are you to tell me what? When I want to eat, I, want, I eat. Whatever I want to do, I do it. That's now you will control me. So, fasting is good to help you to put down the works of the flesh in the body. So, those are my three, my four. Know who you are, live out of who you are in the spirit, meditate on the divine nature, pray the Pauline prayers, the prayers of the Holy Ghost, and then pray in the Holy Spirit, and then fast. But we, none of us will fully arrive until Jesus comes. That is why the Bible said we are what? going from glory to glory to glory to glory. We will be progressively transform until we either leave this planet or Jesus comes. That is how the Holy Spirit helps us. I hear somebody say, oh, so you mean when they say God is walking me both the world and to do, that means I have to do something? Yes! Let me be the bearer of that good news. Your transformation, there's a God part and there's a you part. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And as I close this morning, I just want to declare this. What God has done for us in Christ is so wonderful. And what is about to break forth on the earth 
The glory of God is indescribable. The greatest revival that the world has ever seen. Yes, darkness will cover the earth. Cross darkness will cover the people. But church, listen to me. This is our greatest hour. We will host Shekinah glory in a way that it has never been hosted before. God in Christ will manifest his presence, his great omnipotence in size, wonders, and miracles, and his agape love will so manifest all of you and me that the world will wonder. Because this transformation and conformity into his divine nature of love, we will go from glory to glory. Hallelujah. From one degree of transformation to another. And when Jesus comes, the bride that will be upon the earth will be without spot, will be without wrinkle. I know we are already without spot and without wrinkle in the spirit, but God wants it to manifest in the earth. And Jesus is coming for that bride without spot and without wrinkle. Somebody shout amen. So let us cooperate with the Holy Ghost in this transformation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Woo. And if you are here or you are online and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, give your life to him. We sang about Adonai. Open your spirit and accept him as Lord and Savior. People of God. What we have received, that greatest treasure, is so wonderful. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.